0: Performing in downtown Los Angeles at Guerrilla Tacos at 8 p.m. on Halloween night. So that's this evening, tonight, Halloween night. If you're in LA, please come through. I think there's like a Halloween costume contest and you could win up to $500. I don't know if they're going to give you cash or if it's like $500 worth of catering, but either way, you win because it's money or tacos. You win either way. So please come. And then on Friday, November 4th, I'll be performing at Bay Bridge Brewing at 8 p.m. This is in San Diego. And then on Saturday, November 5th, I'll be performing at Twigs, which is also in San Diego. It will also be at 8 p.m. Lastly, if you have not seen my film, JNS Auto, just yet, you can catch the final screening at the San Diego Asian Film Festival on Friday, November 4th in the afternoon at 2.30 p.m. at the Ultrastar Cinemas that is in San Diego. The ticket link is on jsautofilm.com. I also want to take some time to say that my thoughts are with South Korea. There was a crowd surge a couple nights ago that led to a terrible trampling incident that killed 153 people. Uh, many, many more are injured and some are in critical condition fighting for their lives. So please uh, keep them in your thoughts. Itaewon is where this trampling incident occurred. That is usually the area where they celebrate Halloween. And Itaewon is a neighborhood that's very close to my heart. I have an aunt who lives in Itaewon. I have friends who live in Hibangchon, which is very close to Itaewon. I've performed stand-up in Hibangchon. I have seen drag shows in Hibangchon. I have been to queer bars in Itaewon. Itaewon is a very important uh, queer community space. And I send my love to my friends and family in Korea. The show I'm gonna talk about today is called My Roommate is a Gumiho, also known as Ganttoreojinen Donggo, which is a 2021 Korean drama that aired on TVN. It was originally a webtoon series. What's unique about my roommate as a kumiho is the fact that China is a co-producer of this show. The Chinese VOD streaming site iQiyi is the company that co-produced the show along with a production studio in South Korea. And this is kind of a big deal because in 2017, uh, the Korean government enabled this US anti-missile system, known as the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System, also known as THAAD. And that made China very angry because that meant that the uh, American government could potentially enter China's airspace, which could potentially allow U.S. forces to tap into the Chinese airwaves, which could potentially lead to spying so it's very homeland-esque it's very cia-esque but these are you know real problems right i mean america and china they do not have a very friendly relationship this was a big issue and south korea was in the middle of it but since south korea followed through on using thad uh and the excuse for following through with it was So that South Korea could protect itself and protect U.S. forces from North Korean missiles. All right. So China, because they were angry about this, they took punitive measures and they pulled back all of its business from South Korea. All right. So they banned Korean dramas. Of course, they banned Korean films, and of course, K-pop was also banned. Right. Loads of Korean products, like food from Lotte and CJ, also banned. Like. No milkies, you know, no, uh, none of those like little puffs with the chocolate inside. All right. None of that. They were all just like not allowed into China anymore. Electrical appliances, not allowed. Korean cars, not allowed. So South Korea took a huge hit economically as a result of that, <laughs> which is terrible because, I mean, South Korea was doing it to satisfy America. Like it, it was like a very... It's like it's like a child getting in the middle of parental, you know, like separated parents. You know what I mean? It's just like an awful situation. Last year in 2021, when Aichi decided to co-produce My Roommate as a kumiho, it became a sign that the political tensions between South Korea and China were starting to ease up. And Aichi also acquired the rights to that show Something in the Rain, the, the banning, Became a little more lax. Like South Korea was no longer grounded or something. Like they were allowed to go back outside again. Whatever. But this could change in an instant. Politics are very fickle. But as of now, Aichi did co-produce a Korean drama. My roommate is a Kumio. Kumio, for those of you who don't know, is a mystical creature that originates from china okumio is a nine-tailed fox who can morph into a seductive woman and she becomes this like femme fatale figure that lures typically men into very precarious situations and this myth and archetype carried into the korean folklore because korea was part of china that's why you have in this saying in the korean um rhetoric you have this saying like oh she's being such a you you know that guy's such a yo like they're such a yo which yo means fox all right so it means like if they're if they're very attractive but in a cunning sly sort of you know ulterior motive driven kind of way then you call them a yo right it's like yeah, like they're they're a little sketchy, right? They're hot but sketchy. So it's a little different from how we use the term fox in the western context. In the western context and the English language, we'll call a sexy person a fox. Like, oh, she's a fox, you know, like what a fox. It's typically a compliment, but when a Korean calls somebody a yo, it's not a compliment. It's a critique. So that would be the difference here. But a variation of this Gumiho is found in Japan, in Vietnam. It's like all over Asia. So the Gumiho is a very uh, prominent figure in Asian folklore and mysticism. But Gumiho is typically a woman, all right? But on this show, the Gumiho is a man. Played by the very handsome Chang who I adore with all my heart. He's currently serving his conscription duty and he will be back. He will be back soon. So do not fret. All of the members of BTS will also be back. So hang in there, your kids. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. All right. The thing about Chang is he's always exactly the same. He's always like very quiet, very reserved very repressed i don't know what his deal is but like i've never seen him like lose his shit you know i want to see him lose his fucking shit but he's just he's just like so tightly wound yeah so i've seen changiyong in search www i've seen him in the go back couple and i've seen him in now we are breaking up and he's always the same he's like this tall hot reserved well-mannered stud type he can do no wrong he's flawless okay But, like, I feel like as a performer, he really needs to learn how to express himself with more diversity. Like, maybe casting needs to change. Maybe they need to give him, like, different roles. Oh, I guess in My Mister, he plays a little bit of a different kind of character. He's playing, like, this villain, right? He's like this asshole villain type. Okay, so my mister is an exception. He was actually he's very good at playing this like psychopathic, sociopathic asshole. He's very good at that too. So, you know what? I take I take back that statement just a little bit. But even still, I still feel like there these things, the, the very well-mannered type and then this asshole type, they're like on the same spectrum. Like they're on the same thread, okay? Like they're just polar opposites. I want to see him go somewhere else. Right, like I want to see him take a chance, like take a risk. Changgiung, play some nutbag, some weird eccentric type that we would just be like, wait, what the hell? You're shattering our illusion, you know? Like in Korean, you say "geta." Like I really want you to get my illusion of you, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Just. Destroy it, tear it down, please. I want to see you thrive and fly as an actor. So Jang Ki-yong, he's playing this character Shin Woo who who is way too much of a fantasy. Okay, he's too perfect in every single way. He is very considerate. He is so reserved. He has boundaries. He has this sunbi-like restraint. All right, sunbi meaning a Joseon Dynasty nobleman. Okay, They're so re- their restraint is like militaristically disciplined, all right? They're all about honor, okay? It's ridiculous. All right. There's so many aspects about this show that also reminded me of Kimunsuke's Goblin, right? Which came out five years prior to this show, but there were so many overlaps. Like including some lines. There were some lines on my roommate as a Kumiho that sounded or echoed lines from Goblin. Okay. There were like so many so many little things that just reminded me of Goblin. And I was like, this is just like a like a, a carbon copy of Goblin in some ways, and it's pissing me off, okay? Like, you know, the fox is like 900 something years old, and then the girl is a student, okay? She's in college, all right, whatever. But this is still a student and a 900 year old dude, okay? Like in Goblin, it was a 900 something year old dude and a high school student, all right? So like we've upgraded a little bit. It's like slightly more appropriate, but it's still like inappropriate, okay? Like she's still a young lady. still a girl and he's too old for her all right it's not okay (laughs) okay he's a professor and he's dating a student that's not okay all right what's happening here that's not that's not very feminist all right that's not okay all right so yeah there there are these contradictions right like he's restrained but he's still inappropriate like he's he's a professor dating a student like that's not okay there was one part in the show when Wia starts to like lose his restraint, and he becomes a little bit crazy because he's horny, right? Like, they didn't directly say this outright. Not not in the beginning, of course. But you, there's a scene when are and Uh, the chick they're like making out and then suddenly you see the fire in his eyes right like suddenly he turns a little evil a little red in the eyes and he's making out with her like with a little more aggression like a bestial aggression and that is a metaphor of course for this man allowing his primal desire to overtake and it just cuts away his noble restraint, right? Like he's a sexual beast, okay? And he's going to eat this little lamb of a college girl, right? So I thought that was like a a a funny, campy sort of but an original spin on how to reframe uh masculinity when it's flawed, right? Like shortcomings of men, right? Like we're still hormonal people, men are plagued by sexual thoughts this guy was out of touch with it for a long time but making out with this chick is starting to stir that up right so i thought that was original in the context of this show and for once it was not copying goblin so i was very happy with that and then in episode three there's a line that stuck with me when he says that he cannot think like humans that comes up repeatedly right he's like i don't think like you human beings i am not a human person i've been copying human behavior but i am not a human person he says this over and over again. he also says like i have trouble with empathy because i am not a human person this repeated pattern of saying like i am not a human i am not a human it kept coming up and i was like oh so he's not in touch with his emotions like He's not a whole person because his thoughts and feelings are not in sync, right? So he's trying to get in touch with his humanity. So again, this goes back to like, oh, the metaphor of a man learning how to connect to his mind, body, and thought, right? Turn it into one, right? Uh, But of course, he can't do it alone. He needs to have this young lady change him, okay? That's another problem with... A lot of K dramas, but on this show especially, like, listen, ladies, if you're young, please know you can't change a man. So, this is a show where it's not the prince coming to kiss the sleeping princess and wake her up or rescue her. This is about a girl kissing a fox who turns into a man, right? The ending when Uya becomes a human being like he always wished, and then you hear the god's voice, right? Like Kogyang Pyo's character's voice, he comes in and he's like, Oh, so if you prove yourself to be capable of love and sacrifice and patience, then you will be rewarded this gift of becoming a human person. Which I was like, This is like out of the ending of Pinocchio when the star angel lady comes down and says to pinocchio if you prove yourself to be you know brave and not selfish then you will become a real boy so i was like this is like identical to pinocchio right so it's like a lot of intertext here and there there was also the intertext of reply 1988 right like for one being in the in the drama there's also the scene when Chang yongs character is singing at the Nureban. he's singing that song Apatou, which was also on the show Reply 1988. Hitty eats so much on this show. I thought she was gonna die. I was really worried about her health. I'm like, why is she eating so much? Like, seriously, how can a person eat this much on a show? This is not healthy. This is not okay. You know? I was genuinely worried about her health. Um, also, Hitty is known for Two things, all right? There are two things that make Hitty a K drama favorite. One is her laugh. She has a very funny laugh. Two is her scream. Hitty's scream is amazing. It's super funny. It's the reason why I love her on Reply 1988. Like, whenever she screams, I'm dying laughing. I think it's so funny. This show abuses Hitty's scream. Okay, if a performer has a funny gimmick, the idea is to really use it sparingly. All right, because otherwise the gimmick dies, the magic dies, and this show had Haiti scream her head off multiple times in multiple episodes. I was like, this is not okay, this is an abuse of her charm quality. It's not okay. I have a huge issue with it. Overall, the show had too many overlaps with the show Goblin. Just because Goblin was a mega success does not necessarily mean that K-drama executives should continuously expect another fantasy drama to be as successful as Goblin. I feel like that's just not gonna happen. In fact, Kim eun sook tried to do another fantasy drama after Goblin, and what was it? It was fucking garbage, all right? She did Eternal, the King Eternal Monarch, and it was terrible. It was terrible, all right? So you gotta just let writers be free creative thinkers and let originality come when it's time for it to come okay you can't force it out of people all right don't expect all these fantasy dramas to be as successful as goblin it's not the genre itself it was the show the show goblin was great and there will never be another goblin so stop trying to make another goblin like this show my roommate is a kumiho it's a weird show it's not my favorite i thought it was like really fucking bizarre but you know it helps it helps to see Actors I love like Hidi and Chenggyu. Also, Hidi has not had a very good track record ever since Reply nineteen eighty eight. I feel like every drama she's done since Reply nineteen eighty eight just was terrible. It sucked. I feel like she can't break out of that role as Sun Deok-sun. It's it's a tragedy, truly. But who knows? Maybe, you know, one day something will happen and she'll hit her stride. Speaking of originality, my guest today is a dear old friend named Catherine Min, also known as Kat Min. She is the author of the book Shy Willow, which came out last year. Her new book, Little Toymaker, is coming out tomorrow, November 1st. So please order this book. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can go and... Pre order it at your local bookstore, whatever it is you need to do. It's a beautiful book, The Little Toy Maker. Please order it. It is coming out tomorrow, November 1st. And she is already working on her third book, which is set to come out spring of 2024. And that is the same time when my book, K Drama School, will be hitting shelves. So that should be fun, okay? If you have not checked out our work yet, please do. You could find a lot more info on catmen.com. Catherine and I go way back. We've known each other since we were teenagers. We have traveled together. We went to Las Vegas together. We went to uh, Hong Kong together. That was fun, going to Hong Kong. I remember like eating like these amazing crabs with her and... Also going to a hotel and her like dad bought us drinks and that was fun and yeah like Catherine's great um, I've known her for many years we worked on a film together in 2009 uh, Billow which played at a film festival the Cantor Film Festival I believe and she and I collaborated numerous other times for instance the artwork on K Drama School podcast is it was illustrated by Catherine yeah and the art cover on my book delhi ideology my novel that was drawn by Catherine. yes and katherine and i are currently co-directing a hybrid experimental documentary film together she is somebody i love to collaborate with okay she is an immensely talented individual she's a very generous and loving individual she is highly creative she is very sensitive and she is very original
1: thank you for inviting me <laughs> i just course. took a shower so it's like a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good you look pretty how are you doing i'm good um uh what was it i it's a little hectic right now because the publish date was like kept moving it was like mm-hmm. october 4th and then got pushed pushed to november 15th and now it's november 1st so mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh, okay when i thought it was pushed to november 15th i was like oh okay so i have some time to like prepare but now it's like november 1st it's like oh okay i'm like doing all this stuff <laughs> what do you have so. to prepare for the public like, um, so the, there's or... a um they needed me to do like a like make an activity sheet um oh, or wow. you know like for kids and like sure. uh all that stuff and like the book trailers and all that stuff
0: <laughs> a book yeah. trailer
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, not like a, like a real, like, like trailer, but they said if I had something that was sort of um, that could help promote the book a bit more, you know, anything that I could do. And then um, we had like a meeting and like discussed what I could do and stuff like that. So,
0: wow. (laughs) So many of your skills are coming handy right now, you know,
1: it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm glad that it, it is being used. this so yeah totally totally yeah and you too Uh,
0: you have a you already have a third book in the queue
1: right it's, it is like it was kind of like going back and forth and then um it became public only very recently and then mm-hmm. like my agent was actually the one who was like hey did you know it was like it's like on it's announced i want to start okay. with uh the first one okay
0: shy i, it yeah. I it's <laughs> such a it's such a beautiful book first of all uh Thank there you. are several things about it that i was like as i was looking at it i was like okay oh, yeah, yeah yeah, i need to talk to you give about this all right so. <laughs> you know since i know i know you were trained in filmmaking right uh-huh. at nyu tish because i know this about you and because i know how much you love cinema right when it came to pages like this uh-huh. and then pages like this
1: uh uh-huh. yeah yeah
0: i was like this is why this is a perfect medium for katherine because yeah. you like to express without words mm-hmm. if you can help mm-hmm. it because sometimes because sometimes words start shit it starts drama and you're just like i didn't say anything i didn't say anything well you want me to be careful with my words fine i won't say jack shit (laughs) (laughs) you just draw something i'm not saying anything but look at this this (laughs) is a moon and a bunny you know like yeah mm-hmm. i mean think about how those words shaped you man it's like mm-hmm. think about what you're about to say think about what you're about to say and you're like i mm-hmm. am so fucking tired of thinking i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. anything i'm not gonna yeah. use language i'm just gonna use pictures and <laughs> It was like my my favorite part of the book i was like oh this is so cinematic you know Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of even like you know the earlier films like lumiere brothers Mm -hmm. with like Mm -hmm. you know they had the moon right and i'm like this is this is like film so like Mm -hmm. yeah tell me about those those imageries
1: i yeah like I'm, i'm glad that you brought that up because i did want to use sort of like a sequence type um you know, like, type of way of storytelling, um, and, like, uh, instead of using words, you know, to have, you know, just pictures to, to show what's going on. Um, and I think by doing that, you're kind of allowing the viewer, the reader to kind of, like, decide how they feel about that, you know, that scene or sequence or image. Um, so it's, like, is willow excited is she Mm -hmm. scared is she you know you know fearful you know what's going on and you can kind of like you could kind of like decide for yourself you know i guess Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah and i think i had most fun like doing these sort of like sequence type of images because yeah it's like you're not really, using, like when you have words on the image, you kind of have to think about making sure the images match with what the text is telling you. Yeah. But like if you just have the image, if you only have pictures on that page, you're kind of free to kind of like go with it and like yes. not really have to worry about what the words are saying, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that's I the, love
0: that. There, there's something anchoring about words, right?
1: you know yes but at the same time i do see how words can be such a like such a beautiful way to like describe what's going on you -hmm. know um it's like it's so different like using pictures and like using only words like yes words can like really really bring out that imagination in your own mind yeah um but like pictures it's like this is how it looks but what you get away from it is your freedom so it's like it's very kind of different i think um ways of storytelling that's a good Um, point
0: yeah they do both uh sketch out something they are both ways of illustrating something and you know i guess like people say this a little bit one-sidedly about both both mediums like Mm -hmm. with pictures they'll be like oh you know it's not really left to interpretation but Mm -hmm. it is because you have this sequence and like, you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. is Willow scared or is she excited? And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's left to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And then with words, they'll be like, well, you can sort of create your own picture in your mind based on Mm -hmm. these words. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the per the author is being precise with those words. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if you're really attentive to how each word is being placed here, it's going to, Exact another image, yes right, so yeah 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 um i I like that assessment yeah. a lot
1: yeah. yeah it's it's fun <laughs> it's 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 when you like start dissecting how like a story is told it it's like a it's it's fun <laughs> to do that yeah yeah was it was it
0: challenging at all to uh get this idea out, or was it kind of like you were in the flow and sort of just kind of spilled out, how was that for you?
1: Yeah, like, I think when I first started with Shy Willow, it was kind of, um, it was it was only with the character, The like, it always kind of starts with an image, like, for me, it was like the rabbit in the mailbox, and kind of like, mm. okay, so why is the rabbit in the mailbox? And like, what kind of rabbit, like, what kind of um, character is she, why is she there? And like, I think that's where it kind of like, that's where the flow happens, where it's like, okay, she's there, because blah, 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 and like, what could, what could possibly happen? like Mm -hmm. oh she gets a letter and then like kind of like who puts that letter in there and it's like kind of like goes 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 you understand this (laughs) um so that was i think with shy willow like i like just this image and this world that i was like kind of making around her was just a lot of fun for me and like because because it just there's no i don't have to explain like like this is a real rabbit and like how does she get in there she squeezes in there no like I I can just kind of skip all of that and it's like she just starts in this abandoned mailbox and like the reader just accepts that as the reality of this world um and that I think that's why I was able to just like kind of go with it and not really worry about the like um like having it making sense I guess you Uh know um i know there was this one reviewer i forget where i saw it but it was like <laughs> she was like so angry i don't know why she was so angry but this <laughs> reviewer was like it's ridiculous i don't get it and like, <laughs> it's like it's untouching and like what blah, blah, blah. part is it
0: ridiculous that the rabbit has a backpack and walks
1: around and can see the <laughs> yeah. moon or everything about it is ridiculous you know what everything part? exactly the- I mean everything about it doesn't make sense but it's like that's the world that she's in exactly it's a worlding
0: it's the author's worlding i love what you say about like you're not going to worry about these little tiny steps you're letting Mm -hmm. the bullshit fall aside and you're like (laughs) this is what i want and it's just there because i say it's there this Mm -hmm. is my creation this is my worlding right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you're you're enacting choice right Mm -hmm. enacting choice and making decisions and creating a realm where Mm -hmm. you can express your joyous part of you the most joyous part of you like the 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 moon sequence the one with no words like the the it's like i could tell that this was your favorite part because i felt Mm -hmm. the joy through it i was like Mm -hmm. i could see her like having a lot of fun with this moment Yeah, you know like yeah, like this is like it's such a great, you know, these two pages yeah. are Thank so you. lovely. Thank you. Also, I notice like this is very your style, like this kind of nose.
1: Oh yeah, this <laughs> teardrop nose, teardrop nose. <laughs> like, that's
0: that's very that's very yogurt. Yeah, um, I love this book. I think it's so great. Let me ask you about the names.
1: Why Willow? uh no no big reason it just stuck i think at that moment when i was you know making that story um i was just like willow is a nice name i will use the word willow <laughs> the name willow um yeah it was just like on my mind for some okay. reason yeah it just sounded nice and actually like the the title was only willow it wasn't even shy Willow, it was just willow oh. um but then when it got into like yeah but then um and i didn't even really describe willow as shy in the story there's no nowhere i don't think anywhere in the story it says she's a shy rabbit right
0: no it doesn't say it in literal terms no but <laughs> yeah, it's very so obvious
1: very it's so i didn't even like think that this that willow is shy until the publisher was like "Kim, like like why don't we change the title to shy willow so that we can kind of describe her more in the title and like give her the reader's hint of kind of yeah. what the story's about, and I was like, okay, like yeah, yeah. But for honestly, for me, it was like, okay, she is shy, but she's not really shy because she does like something brave here. Um, oh, you know, I, I, but it's like you know, it's like a publicity thing. It, uh, it's like a you know, it's like a it's a way a marketing to tool promote the yeah marketing tool. Mm-hmm. So there you go, um, and I get it, and you know. Um, I'm actually I am happy that we change it to Shy Willow, but it's like, um, you know, just from my point of view it's kind of like, uh, she, she, just one part of her is shy, you know, she just lives in this mailbox, um, maybe that part of her is shy, but then she's also she's actually not that shy, you know, yeah, because yeah. the word shy can can be very misleading I think sometimes oh. you know it can be like okay a shy person and you think someone who doesn't talk or like doesn't like like shies away from doing anything brave or you know uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. and, um, I mean if you look at it in a very kind of like surface level like 그냥, it's like it's a shy rabbit that does something brave and now she's brave and it's very like you know oh I see go, I but see it's like but like she's I feel like as as the person who's created willow like for me it's like she she is already brave like she already has like yeah you know she already has that but it's like um it was just this moment this one part of her life that she has shown bravery but like she's always been kind of brave too before um yeah
0: yeah oh <laughs> whatever <laughs> you, you very much seem to identify with this character i think so yeah 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 Yeah, so yeah i i saw so many aspects of you in this rabbit well first of all you know 87 is year of the rabbit (laughs) and um you know parts of me that indicated like oh yeah like i guess this is her introverted aspect Mm -hmm. is uh you talk about the heart thumping Mm -hmm. you know yeah several a couple times in the book like Mm -hmm. when she's about to do something like Heart is mm-hmm. thumping and it's like oh that's so interesting because a rabbit thumps its foot Mm-mm. but this is the heart thumping. heart thumping and i was like oh yeah this is something that like some introverted people or anxious people deal with like their heart races mm-hmm. you know it's a very mm-hmm. common thing and i was yeah. like oh this is actually great for it to be in a children's book to be like you know this is something that happens like your heart thumping your mm-hmm. heart racing when you feel yeah. nervous about something, or when you're anticipating something, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why when you pointed to that imagery of the rabbit with the balloon going up, like, is she shy? I mean, is she scared or is she excited, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's both. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when you're about to do something that you're really afraid of, mm-hmm. it's usually the thing you should be doing. And mm-hmm. when you go ahead and you take that big step into doing it, your heart will be racing because, yeah, you're terrified, but you're also fucking excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you right? talked about adrenaline last time when we talked. It's like yeah. you when you think of it as like anxiety and fear, it's mm-hmm. it becomes it's that crippling. When you change that word to yeah. adrenaline. it becomes exciting, it becomes like this good thing. And like, exactly, I'm so glad that you had worded it as adrenaline and like that word has been like in my mind constantly since that day. Yeah, because like whenever like, I'm like about to do something that I'm like, kind of like, I I already feel my heart kind of like racing from thinking about doing it. Like, okay, now this is adrenaline, this is a good thing. Like this is I'm excited for it. And when I kind of like change my, the way i think about that yeah it, it becomes a good thing and like i am i, I am that. actually excited for it you know it's yeah yeah you know, it becomes a good thing yeah
0: it's like so funny how like we end up morphing into the thing that we want to become as soon as we change our perspective about it you know, mm-hmm. like I, I probably already told you this example, but like when my students were like, oh, I, I have this paper idea, but I don't know how. And I have a, da, 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 da. all these excuses. I'm listening mm-hmm. to them for like 30 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, did you start writing? And they're like, no. I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's why you feel like shit. <laughs> Just write, write one sentence. Mm-hmm. Let's write one sentence together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? They feel so much better. All right. I was mm-hmm. like, as long as you think about doing it, you're only going to feel fear but once you start doing it you're going to see that that fear is not fear you're doing it you're excited you're really fucking psyched for this paper now mm-hmm. that's how everything goes right with mm-hmm. everything like same mm-hmm. thing how i felt when i was doing this podcast i'm going to be celebrating my 100th episode next month oh, and awesome. yeah when i first started it i was like i was like on my floor in a fetal position at times because mm-hmm. i was so afraid and once i started doing it i was like what the fuck was i afraid of this is uh, not this is not a big deal at all it's not a big deal
1: and yeah you know? it's like you're talking about things that you're you you're interested in you're talking about things that you love and it's like you're talking with people that you you know that you like and it's like you're in it's like but you know just before you do it it's like you're so scared <laughs>
0: yeah. it feels like this impossible mountain
1: watch out, watch out.
0: god damn <laughs> But That's yeah, hard. it's I I love how you put that, you know. It's just like, oh, let me just switch this to adrenaline, you know? Cuz like, yeah, for me yeah, that was what You're the one yeah. who told me that. I did. I did. No, it was but it was like in the context of stand up, but I, I you're expanding it to more more of a universality and I like I love that, you know. Huh. You could you could apply that to anything.
1: Yeah. Um like, yeah,
0: I I whenever I do stand up, I feel that way and like now it's just habit i'm like Mm -hmm. this is just how i feel when i'm about to go up on stage i'm anticipating Mm -hmm. the crowd it's just how i feel Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i could probably apply that to beyond just the stage now but yeah i love that and i i want to talk to you about your new book that's coming out so this this episode is going to drop on october 31st and your book is going to be out november 1st right
1: yeah that's awesome so
0: it's perfect yeah okay timing so uh your new book let's see. you have it with you can you hold it up <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> i love it it's so great uh there, i this is such a cute book i was like this is adorable i was like this is so cute it's like warming my heart even you know like just not to get too analytical but like this this has mostly like uh blue and like you know green tones and then this book is warmer you got like peaches and like orange and yellow and red and just in terms of like uh I don't know I'm into chakras now but like you know color of chakras like like these colors like indigo blue purple they're like up here crown you know third eye voice so it's very analytical Mm. very analytical but then with uh, warmer colors like orange yellow red that's Mm. below so Mm. solar like here in the belly area is yellow and then in the like crotch area sacral that's orange Mm. and then at the spine is red and those are more how, how would i say like in touch with the body sensuality creativity and money (laughs) so ambition (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of creativity in those areas and um you have you're definitely i could tell that you're diving deeper and feeling Mm -hmm. a little bit more bold and a little bit more you with this Mm -hmm. book that's that's just a feeling i got i don't know
1: yeah i i think um with the second book it definitely feels different from the first book because the first book everything is new, everything is like a new experience and like, yes. every yeah. So it's like everything is for the first time and like a lot of um. Now I'm gonna just say adrenaline. <laughs> uh, I I used to label it as fear, but now I'm just gonna say adrenaline. It's um. It was a lot of excitement of doing something that I've been dreaming about doing, and then like ha- having it happen like doing it in the middle of it but with the second book it's the same but also sort of with more um i don't know if it's confidence i don't think i don't know if the right word is confidence but it's more um it's kind of like uh with more purpose i don't know how to say it like that's good purpose is good purpose yeah and like more um like, if the path looks clearer, I think, if that makes sense. With Shy More Willow, intention. It was kind of like, yeah, like to describe it in a visual way, like Shy Willow, it was like the road was kind of like a lot of grass and like leaves on the floor. You're not really sure where the path mm. is. But with this book, it was just like, it was just like a path and like, clear, just clear go, path. you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I think mean, that's what it felt like with the second book. Yeah. Um, but still, like, still the path is clear but the still like what's at the end of the path is always kind of like darkness so it's like or or light i don't know <laughs> uncertainty like, uncertainty yes not really knowing what's going to be at the end of it but like it's like now it's like i know this is where i want to go
0: um, the path is carved out already yeah
1: exactly but like i don't really know what's at the end of it uh-huh it's like uncertainty. So you know you want to be
0: on that road yeah man fuck yeah, yeah. it's deep yeah. i love it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i i love the the opening first of all i was like oh shit like <laughs> Catherine got diverse, huh? you know, like the opening pages, like you got the diversity of, you know, people, different skin tones, like, you know, like you have mm-hmm. somebody wearing a hijab, you have, like, uh, uh, you have people of color in the opening yeah. page, you know, yeah. and I was like, yeah. this is new too, like, because I remember yeah. when you and I worked on that Mekju and Belgi thing with the whale and the little girl.
1: That's you remember impressive. she was That's a white girl? She was, yeah.
0: And do you remember when we made a uh, billow?
1: billow and she was also a white girl she
0: was a white girl remember and i was just like oh how interesting you know Mm -hmm. that she made these choices blonde hair blue eyes and Mm -hmm. then in this book you have a boy that looks asian he's wearing a hanbok when he opens the door i could see the hanbok inside he's wearing that little chuguri thing i was like oh i was like she's inserting you, know, you you young in there
1: yeah you know i i think um so i've always when i've made like characters before i I think like the white girl white girl with blonde hair it's uh, it's i think so when i analyze that like, why do i keep making these characters this way um when i was first starting off like going into this um and like i had this conversation with another artist and it was like it's because i grew up reading books with only this sort of representation and like this was like in my mind it's like this is the obvious main character yes um but it's like and like you know it felt so when i realized that when i found, when that realization came i was like it was, it was kind of sad Like it was kind of like why like i'm not white i'm not mm. White girl with blonde hair. Why am I? Doing, like, why do I always draw my main characters this way? It's not even me, you know. It's not even part of me. Um, so when I began to like, when I realized that, you know, I tried to really put myself in my work, you know, more. Um, and I think also my agent and like the, my my editor was kind of like encouraging that too. Like it's like where do you see yourself, you know, kind of like, why don't you try to put more of yourself in your work? And like, I think that's why doing this was such a big thing for me too, because because um, you have to really look at yourself. If, if you want to make a character that's based on yourself, you have to look at yourself, you know, and like kind of study yourself. Um, and by doing that, like, a lot of like my own kind of it was like therapy for me a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um that's something else. Uh what is it? So yeah, I um, you know, decided to make the main character, this Korean like Asian boy, um wearing tra- traditional Asian clothes. Um and uh I, I'm I'm happy I did that because yeah. it's something that I'm kind of film I'm actually familiar with it, you know, but it's like I haven't seen this type of thing in the children's book before. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, um I know though, like lately in the past few years, more and more diverse books are coming out, you know, um in in, in both picture books and also in like, you know, um novels and you know, fiction, um, nonfiction. Um there's more representation, more diversity. And, you know, it's great. It's great that we are in this time and place, you know, that we're in this moment where diversity is being encouraged and um, is being more and more accepted and looked, you know, searched out for. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I was, when I saw these little details, because it's not like too in your face. It's very like oh. you. It's like, I'm going to put it in there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah, going to yeah. be there, but <laughs> I'm not going to be too intense about it, you know, like I'm not going to be obvious about it,
1: Aww. but it's
0: there. Like Aww. he's wearing yeah. a hanbok, you see, it's like in the, it's under the cloak, you know, it's. <laughs> like, <laughs> even even with the the candy can you have like satankan, you know written like you have korean on it and then on the last page of the book you have the hanok roof Mm.
1: i noticed that too and i was just like
0: she's like putting it in there and those those little details mean so much to Mm. somebody who recognizes them you know because i was like i was excited i was moved you know Mm. because even like this title willow mm-hmm. there's a, a children's book like wind in the willow like it's oh, like no. a children's it's in there's a, a lot of a, books with willow mm-hmm. is so prominent you know it is, yes. uh, and it's like you're sort of um reappropriating it or just recycling it and taking it and making it your own of mm-hmm. course you know it's a rabbit right mm-hmm. it's a rabbit so like who diverse who cares but you know it's still you in a way it's like okay well mm-hmm. i'm i'm Tukiti. you know it's like mm-hmm. kind of in there you know mm-hmm. um and then you have this this old lady in your new book in the
1: toy maker
0: and i'm looking at mm-hmm. her i'm like that looks like yukyeong
1: <laughs> the funny thing about the old lady too initially i drew her as like this plump like old lady ah, like very fat plump lady you know just like plump like very kind of like a stereotypical old lady where it's like you know plump and like very you know like
0: mrs claus kind of type
1: exactly exactly and then like um the art director was like she sent me like all these like kind of like reference images um of like other old people and she was like you know old ladies don't have to look like this and like imagine if you were an old lady she was telling me yeah what do you want to look like when you're an old lady Do you want to look like this and i was like okay okay so that's why i kind of like really really like redesigned the old lady um thinking using those reference images and then thinking how do i want to like what would i look like if i was an old lady you know um yeah so (laughs) it was like it was a very she looks just like you (laughs) funny Funny thing is though the <laughs> so it's you know the funny thing is though I like it for me like I thought so and I knew it was more based on me than rather than these reference images like um so the art director sent me images of Joan Didion um she had passed away recently yes uh, but she had sent it to me before she passed away yes so it was like like you know this is also how an old lady could look like yes
0: life. um she was super thin.
1: Yeah, yeah, very thin, and like I actually read, like because of that, I read her um, "Year of Magical Thinking" book, and it was so. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, yeah, it made me think so much about like. And like, you remember how I was? I, I am still sort of like really into like time and stuff, and like mm-hmm. she mentions about a vortex constantly mm-hmm. in that book, and like I really, I, I, I kind of understood what she meant when she would see something or be somewhere and like she would go into this vortex that's like you know that's basically you're like flashing back you know um and i think it was like i think you see that vortex when you're really when you've lost something or like you're kind of like really missing something you know from the past Mm. um and We'll we'll talk about this later. This like kind of like not related to what we're uh, about. uh, No, but but it
0: is related to your book, right? It
1: is, it is because she she she
0: this kid this Mm -hmm. this toy maker wizard person this child this being Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like oh I know exactly what to do with that thing, Mm -hmm. and she's like no this is all wrong. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the one of the parts before it before it went wrong before that big flower popped up the last thing that came out was a bee. <laughs> i was like yes yes of course
1: <laughs> was that on purpose you know it was just like we- the it was a suggestion not a bee specifically but it was like um that the art director was like be- before the flower pops up maybe like it could be a little hints of like other things that lead to the flower and I was like bee bee. you know she's like ah when this flower comes out but I'm
0: like no 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 if that bee came out with you Kyung she would have been screaming her head off (laughs) (laughs) so funny and then and then and then he. there's this lovely moment there's a pause and then the kid Mm -hmm. is like let's have some tea and talk you know Mm -hmm. and it's like fuck yeah that's what we women want we want to sit and talk and have some tea so we could tell you what it is that we want god yeah. damn it yes for fuck's sake yes i love the i love the the spread too you have jasmine tea and you have mooncakes. you don't put out fucking english breakfast and biscuits or whatever the fuck no cookies none of that bullshit this is mooncakes, jasmine tea let's make it fucking asian let's do it up <laughs> All right. I would have pushed it to like fucking 생강차 and talk, you know, <laughs> and a shot of soju if you want it, you know. But I, I, I was like, these are excellent details, right? And then you know you're talking about this vortex of time and where it takes you okay potentially Mm -hmm. sometimes flashbacks especially if it's trauma related it's fucking horrible it's horrendous Mm -hmm. but there are also times when something triggers a memory and it takes Mm -hmm. us somewhere amazing right Mm -hmm. and that's what happens with this old lady she's like oh this bag i was like oh that's crazy too remember when you and i had lunch and Mm -hmm. right before we were leaving i pointed at your bag because it was really beautiful you had this like leather bag and there was this beautiful clasp like a metal oh, yeah, clasp yeah, on yeah. it I was like, it's yeah. a gorgeous bag you know and it's like oh this this child being is being present mm-hmm. and noticing a detail about this person in front of him and he's gonna ask questions about it or say a compliment mm-hmm. and then that becomes be- becomes this comfortable conversation right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that leads to this story
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i i I really wanted that kind of like that conversation like the moment where they sit down for tea and to talk i want it that was like the important part of the story where it's like they sit down and get to know each other well the literal toy maker gets to know the old lady more um so that he can kind of know like decide like to know what her what the toy that she wanted you know um and yeah now that you mention it it's like that candy tin it's like a vortex for her it has yes. become a toy a vortex um to that happy to a collection of her happy memories you know yes. all in that um, candy tin and like uh um what was i gonna say uh, yeah it it's funny because now that you mention it is it is a vortex now uh, I just imagined it as like you know she just looks inside and she sees all of her memories but it is like by doing that she is she is you know transporting herself to that those memories you know and when she's looking at it yeah um yeah 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 <laughs> it's like
0: and and even the way she looks at it's like a kaleidoscope right
1: yeah. or
0: like a microscope but it's like no you're looking into your memory bank
1: yeah. and
0: yeah. this is your favorite object
1: mm-hmm. you know that
0: you had when you were a child but you're looking in and you're seeing this all the loving moments that you've had you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, there was like yeah. so much love in that that one frame like when she's looking yeah. in and it's like all these happy memories you know yeah. um i also loved the illustration of like the sea creatures like the whale and like the scarf i was like yeah yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. you know like <laughs> i could see like you know because you and i are also making a film together like the conversations yeah. that we've had sort of like you know I was like the inspirations there kind of like I could see like little details I loved that and I think my favorite because you have so many little little drawings like all over like that's my Mm -hmm. favorite thing about all of your work is you know you're like a maximalist in a way you're Mm like a you're like a quiet maximalist you know <laughs> Quiet maximalist. yo you're a quiet maximalist because it's like not that obvious you're very insidious mm-hmm. about how maximalist you are but you have so many like you you cram it in with mm-hmm. it's like this is a toy where all the toys man i'm gonna put it all in but they're all, like all kind of on the edge oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like so like her but my favorite part was uh the very very last page like with the credits and all that mm-hmm. um you have a little turtle talking into the cup phone yeah and, and there's nobody on the other end but there's like, it's, like speech words coming
1: <laughs> it's
0: my favorite part that was my favorite imagery i'm like this is yeah. so cute um, what else did i have to say about it oh and the other part that i thought was like amazing is um you know when the old lady like when the kid is doing all these things and then mm-hmm. the old lady says I guess I don't know exactly what I wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that line?
1: Yeah, it's like, I I think that's what a lot of us feel. Um, it's like, we know, it's like, so we go to, you know, it, it's like, we want something, but it's like, we don't really know what it is that we want. And you're kind of like searching for that, answer um by going like this old lady goes to this little toy maker for help basically yeah um, to find that what she wants yes um they're you know they're working on it together you know it's not just him on his own making it for her she has to talk to him to for him to find out what it is that she really wants and like he sees it like when as he talks to her and she tells her about her happy memories and like kind of like those memories kind of like swirl on the you know yeah around and like maybe she doesn't see him maybe she, she does i don't know um and he like brings that all into that Kenny tin um yeah i think that's how we all are i think you know sometimes we want something but it's like sometimes we need the help of others to find out what that really is um their dialogue yeah Diet, through dialogue, yeah, through conversation, and mooncakes and jasmine tea. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And it's like it's not like this is what I want. Like it's not. She doesn't. She never says this is what I want. Like this. She doesn't specify what it is. Yeah. She talks about her past. She talks about yeah. her memory. She talks uh-huh. about how she got her bag, how she got the scarf, and like yeah, through that conversation this, the, the, this is what the little toy maker sees and yeah. makes it at the end. Yeah. So, so I think that was the point, I think. Yeah, there is a point of the story. The point was, you know, having dialogue, having conversation, having communication, whether it's even without words, just this exactly, you know, interaction, or whatever. That's how you reach the answer. That's how you reach where you want to go you know it's like you come to a realization at the end of that conversation or Mm
0: -hmm. whatever
1: Um. (laughs) like
0: just being being attentive yeah in the moment yes you know like again like he's like oh that's a lovely bag you know Mm -hmm. i like that bag Mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's not even about like i love how you put it that way it's like she never says what it is that she wants Mm -hmm. she just talks and then this boy can feel out where she's vibing high Mm
1: -hmm. oh she's having
0: a pleasant experience right now when she's talking about this she Mm -hmm. is she is expressing love when she's talking about this and it's as if the boy can see those vibrations and the shapes and sounds of those things and he can turn it into something you know like i'm like all about like that shit right now like vibrations and waves and blah 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 like chakras Mm -hmm. aura i'm into that stuff right now but i have a good friend named sam Mm -hmm. he used to be a physicist so he was getting his phd in physics and we were shooting pool and you know since he's science and i'm more like into like the hippie woohoo shit i Mm -hmm. asked him i was like what is your theory on vibrations and waves and he Mm -hmm. was like in physics one of the quintessential books we have to read is called vibration and waves and he was like everything everything is vibration Mm -hmm. everything is waves Mm -hmm. when we go into a room we can sense something can't put it into words we only know it by feeling Mm -hmm. this kid and this old lady they're having a conversation there's feeling erupting in the room and that's mm-hmm. what this kid is seeing and that's what you drew in visually
1: mm-hmm.
0: the most warm lovely things there's a one other detail i loved uh you know when he's like working and then you have the sound effects like tinkle ting swoosh mm-hmm. yeah. in the end you have like Shh, that part i was like that's so her like that's, something... <laughs> <laughs> that's so i was like that is so her you know because like, you <laughs> When we're, when we're talking, like a lot of the, you add in sound effects, like your own um, personal sound effects. And I was like, you know, and that's why I, I was like with this second book, you know, you were like, maybe confidence is not quite the word. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's not confidence, but it is more boldly you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like you allowed yourself to be a little bit more you and you had a lot of help with that. Like, yeah. it sounds like you have an, an amazing team, like your yeah. art director's suggestions yeah yeah bravo you know the way that they directed you is bravo because they were like Mm -hmm. what would you look like if you're an old lady you know Mm -hmm. rather than us falling back on the stereotypical default of what we've seen in media all of our lives Mm -hmm. she's like make something that is you Mm -hmm. you know and what your agent and your publisher says like what do you want to see you know Mm -hmm. those are such amazing suggestions and it's funny but we need it like Mm -hmm. I I understand the feeling like it's like when we're creating something it's like we're kind of drifting through darkness and it's like Mm -hmm. but what if this is wrong what if this offends what if this Mm -hmm. is stupid what if this fails what if this is bullshit what if what if what if what if but it's like we know what it is that we want we do we want we want to put me in there I want to yeah. put me in there as much as possible, but yeah. I'm so sorry for putting me in there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm fucking sorry. How dare I? How dare I put me in there? How dare <laughs> <laughs> right? That's yeah. the that's the torment that we go through when we're creating. Mm-hmm. But we have a team that's like, we want to see as much of you as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not being extreme about it not yet but it's boldly present in the book mm-hmm. i see it you know mm-hmm. the sh- you know <laughs> the old lady looking like you it's yeah. so it's, i love i love your second book yeah thank really you. congratulations
1: thank on it thank you thank you I, yeah I, it's funny that you mentioned about that because remember you told me when you were working also on your draft and you were saying um I think the agent or the editor was telling you, put more of you and like a, yes. a suggestion was put you in it. And then like that yes, reminded so. me so much of what my art director told me. So that's why I was like, yes, that's the answer. Do you, you put yourself in there I was like, yes, because yes. <laughs> that was yeah. exactly what the suggestion that I got too. So it's like, and it feels good. You know, it feels good when you do that. You know, it feels, feels amazing.
0: Good. It's yeah. like you know you were talking about how like oh why did I have a blonde hair blue eyed character. You know Mm -hmm. in my earlier pieces and it's like Mm -hmm. oh because of the media that i've seen and then you were like well i got sad when that realization occurred to me and it's Mm -hmm. like that sadness that mourning period is Mm -hmm. a very significant process but this moment when you're making your own book and you were like Mm -hmm. oh it's therapeutic of course it's healing Mm -hmm. you're healing that wound that you were mourning mm-hmm. by making your own shit by being like this is what I wanted to see and it wasn't there before yeah. and it's hitting on so many levels one it's hitting on your own personal spiritual psychic level like mm-hmm. this is healing on another level it's like well this is contributing to the diversity that we need to embrace right. and on, on a third level it's hitting like well this never existed before right this is new it's pioneering and that's what we need that's what art is everything should be new creative and original yeah (laughs) yeah
1: i'm glad i'm having this conversation with you because i i feel like with the second book um well with anything actually it's like when when you are done working on a project you know i don't think you're ever really Consciously making decisions like with every step you take when while working on the project, and then like you kind of like analyze it and you know take it apart after you're done with it. So, all these realizations and your kind of like um, you know, what your thoughts are on the book, it's giving me so much insight (laughs) on what I like, what I was thinking while working on the book. Um, so yeah, this is good. Like, I, I, it's a good, um, this is a good conversation. Like, I, it's giving me more um, boldness, not confidence, boldness, um, like you said, boldness to be me, you know, boldness to be ourselves um, for our next project. Yeah,
0: know? fuck yeah, for your third book, which I'm yeah. stoked for, because yeah. I, I read the small detail on just on what you posted on mm-hmm. your Instagram, and I was mm-hmm. like, This is groovy, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I love it. I'm into it. Yes, yes. Um, You know, you're really great with uh, worlding, you know, creating Mm -hmm. your own world with specific kinds of not rules, but just Mm -hmm. how it how things are in that specific rule, like world. You're very good with
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I think your second book is. I think your second book is going to be a massive success. Truly. I'm really excited for it. And, um, you know, to wrap up, just one other question. Why did you name the little boy Theo in this book, in the first book?
1: Another just very tansu um, uh, on you, like very simple, like, 그냥. Theo was a nice name you know th- there was a nice no name real... i do but what after but i i was aware that it was the name of um van gogh's brother's name so oh yeah van gogh's uh brother's name is theo and like i remember i think i told you before but like theo uh van gogh had written to theo in a letter saying like um i am carefully taking care of myself by shutting myself away uh-huh. you know so he had vanguard written that letter to theo so i feel like just in my mind i wasn't consciously making that decision but i think in my mind it was like and theo was in my mind because it was like letter okay theo and then like it was not cheating yet so it was like it all kind of like so yeah i think
0: yeah (laughs) no so the day i was reading your book i would like i was in a i was in a a high space let's put it that way theo means god
1: i knew that afterwards i found yeah yeah
0: in latin Mm -hmm. it means god that's why they say theology right study of god Mm -hmm. uh and i mentioned how this has like like crown chakra colors like blue Mm. like like purple is crown blue is third eye or indigo Mm -hmm. is third eye blue is throat Mm -hmm. but those colors are all associated with the divine you know Mm -hmm. crown chakra is accessing the divine third eye is accessing the divine throat Mm -hmm. is communicating Mm -hmm. the divine so i was like oh that's fucking fascinating you know
1: that's crazy (laughs) crazy
0: but not that crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you're you're very spiritually you know in tune i think Mm -hmm. that's what i get time and time again with you and um yeah no really really beautiful second book beautiful first book and i'm i'm really looking forward to your third book so congratulations
1: thank you you. i'm looking forward to your book too yeah yeah thank you yeah thank you